found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, here we are on a Thursday, the 27th day of April. Good morning, Matthew. Why, good morning, Dale. Got another frost advisory. Hmm. But a uh, pretty nice day in the making. Yes. Looks like the yes, best indeed. day of the week is uh, coming up. Mid-60s for a high with sunshine. Can't beat that. No. We'll start with a real mess. This is just a mess. Okay. <laughs> it's real mess, Dale. <laughs> it's this involving a professional cleaning duo called to a beer-guzzling hoarder's home. Uh-oh. Filled with 10,000 cans of Coors Light all of which were refilled with hundreds of gallons of urine. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> the disinfecting technicians from Long Island, New York, oh. were sent to clear out a two-story home in Florida, which belonged to an alcohol-dependent owner, that filled his empty beer cans with urine, then allowed those cans to take over. Oh, my gosh. When they arrived at the scene, they opened the front door to find that the entire ground floor was buried four feet deep in Coors Light beer cans. Tom and Junior shared footage of the cans that were refilled with hundreds of gallons of urine and the 10 million cockroaches that infested the home. Yikes. They began attempting to clean the home, but claimed that as soon as they began to shovel the cans into the trash... They avalanched towards them because they were piled so high. The beer cans covered five rooms downstairs, the home's two-car garage, and were even crammed in the walls and toilet. There are cans in the walls, they said. There are holes in the sheetrock, and in the sheetrock there are cans. Cans in the cooker, and the mattress, and the drawers, and the closet, in the toilet. <laughs> I don't know how long this, this was going on, but they were left holding their breath due to the strong smell that came from the urine-filled cans. Oh, my gosh. I just looking at the video. Oh, my word. Most of the cans that contain urine were found in the bathroom and the kitchen. I just can't imagine how long this has been going on. It's just unbelievable. And it's just, you know, there's the empty cases, the cans. I would presume, I don't know what aluminum's worth right now. I was going to say, this is yeah. uh, quite a bit of money he's sitting on, and too. At least you'd have that. But again, you got to empty all of them. You got to, you know, just unbelievable that the guy's so lazy he pees in the can. You know, I mean, that's just, it's terrible. Uh, that is awful. And it's like, you look at the at the video that we're looking at, and it's just, I can't imagine the smell. I just can't imagine what that... Uh. And the cockroaches. Yeah. How's the guy even living in there? How's he move around? <laughs> you tell me. I mean, it's literally like an avalanche of beer cans. I mean, how's he living in there? I mean, how's he move around? It's got to be a constant sound of cans clanking mm-hmm. as you walk where. <laughs> you know, I mean... <laughs> That's a lot of beer consumption. I don't know how long, again, it doesn't say how long this guy's let things rack up. But right. There's, it's a mess. It's just a mess. <sighs> and I, 
I wouldn't. I don't think you could pay me enough to dispose of that. Man, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> now uh, this is a California man trying for the third time to have his case accusing a psychic of defrauding him out of a grand <laughs> and causing him emotional distress. <clears throat> Morrow Restapro claimed the psychic, Sophie Adams, <laughs> promised to remove a curse placed on him by his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> However, okay. a judge dismissed the lawsuit because it lacked enough evidence to move forward. In his most recent filing, Restorepo said Adams offered to sell him a crystal for $5,100 that would remove the bad luck. <laughs> he gave her a grand as an initial Gosh. deposit. Yeah. But he said he did not in any way intend to, she did not intend to help him with the issues he was experiencing in his marriage. <laughs> he demands twenty-five grand in damages. Filed a new complaint. A new hearing in the case was scheduled for early May. Why do you? Why do people fall for that? I got a crystal. I'll say it's <laughs> only you know. What's your life worth? <laughs> Five grand is that too much? Your life was is. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's uh, <laughs> just give up, man. And what? I wonder what the curse is doing to him. It doesn't say what's going on. Yeah with his suffering from the curse. <laughs> Promise to remove a curse placed on him by his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the curse is. Yeah. You'll never have, yeah, I do, who knows? Does he look like Batboy? <laughs> little fangs. <laughs> Pointy ears. <laughs> Fuzzy little face and a big right. nose. Right, hairy face, you know. <laughs> You got to remove this. Okay. And before we take the break, <laughs> students at Fordham University's Rose Hill campus in the Bronx have been chased by a wild goose. <laughs> and they say the belligerent fowl has left them injured and traumatized. Traumatized? I'm traumatized by this angry goose. <laughs> One student met a girl who fell <laughs> running from the goose. She hurt her wrist. And now she's in a brace. I'm sorry. It's just, I know geese can be very nasty. They can you know, be. And they can be. They're probably near a nest. Right. Okay. All right. The freshman documented the wild goose on TikTok where the bird can be seen charging <laughs> towards passersby and even flying after them. <laughs> Numerous students were caught running away in flight mode with one woman appearing to stop and try to hide behind a tree. <laughs> A goose control company. <laughs> is a goose a... control company. Wow. How, do you... <laughs> How much business do you get? But they're called geese relief. <laughs> so <laughs> so apparently they're good enough that they have a, a catchy name. <laughs> they were spotted on campus by I, multiple uh, students. I'm at this is Dale. We're from geese relief. We're here to take care of your belligerent goose. <laughs> The university geese said, relief. Wow. in any case, the goose has departed for parts unknown. But students say they, the fear still remains. <laughs> They're traumatized. <laughs> uh, it's not, 
it's not fun to be hassled by a goose. It no. isn't. I've I've had them as a child. Yeah. We had some. Yeah. But you know, a lot of if you ever played golf and had one get all <laughs> angry at you. And they do they because do. you're in their territory. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, we've had them. Oh, we've had we've had run-ins with them before, <laughs> that's for sure. We've never been chased or treated badly by one but traumatized i don't think is <laughs> fell and hurt her wrist that's <laughs> now an embrace you know it's, a, it's I, so anyway it's 6 30 <laughs> we'll uh take a break and be back with more tidbits i hope it works this is tidbits It's 6.38. It's a Thursday edition of Tidbits. This uh, next story is, I'm just envisioning what may have happened. A Florida woman shot and killed her pet parrot with a Glock handgun, then fought with her husband. Jeez. (laughs) Police say Suzanne (laughs) Mullally was intoxicated when she killed her African gray parrot with a 38 caliber handgun. Inside the Largo home she shares with her husband, Stephen. I'm just... What's the matter with you? <laughs> you don't have enough courage. <laughs> don't shoot. <laughs> Your husband knows more than you. After Molali murdered the bird... <laughs> murdered. Murdered. She and her spouse exited the home and began arguing and pushing one another. Additionally, she doused Stephen, who reportedly was also crocked with water from a spray bottle. <laughs> Probably was used on the bird. Probably. Yeah. She and her husband were both charged with domestic battery. Her Glock was seized by police. She's not yet been charged in connection with the murder of her parrot. <laughs> what do you do? Do you charge someone because they shot their parrot? I presume it would be I don't know. cruelty or something. I would assume you know? so, yeah. But, uh, you know, was the bird being a wise guy? Makes you wonder if, if he got the bird yeah. against her wishes. Oh, yeah. And the bird never shut up or, you know, he trained it to call her names or something, you know. <laughs> Name calling. <laughs> I don't know. Birds can be very annoying. Yes. They, they certainly can. Yeah. So who knows? And they, those, those especially, they can live for a very long time. Yeah. 100 plus years yeah. or so, yeah. Well, you're about to uh, fly in the not too distant future. The airline with the highest passenger complaint rate in 2022 was Frontier. Really? They had 20.26 complaints per 100,000 passengers, more than double that of Spirit. <laughs> That's our airline of choice. Yep. They had a 10.1 complaint per 100,000. JetBlue was third at 8.96 at the bottom of the table of U.S. Airlines Horizon. They had just 1.09 complaints per 100,000 people. I've never, I don't know I've ever heard of Horizon. Never heard of that, yeah. Frontier also had the worst record for involuntarily bumping passengers off flights. Delays and cancellations caused the highest number of complaints, followed by issues with refunds. And lost or mishandled luggage. Hmm. 
I would also think other passengers are probably complaining about the unruliness that goes on in Man, the plane, I right? I think so. There's I mean, so many stories about that. <laughs> you know, we had, you know, fisticuffs aboard that one flight. Yeah. Just yesterday. I think we had a story yesterday. We didn't even get to. We had another story about it wasn't on an airplane, but it was at TSA. It was in an airport. Okay. Someone got unruly and what are you doing, man? You know, most people, again, I guess if you're a business traveler, you're probably on edge. But, you know, a vacationer, you think you'd be going in there with a pretty good attitude. I you do. You think so. You know, when I'm going, yeah, I'm in a good mood. And, you know, whatever they make me do, I'm okay with it. This is from yesterday. Out-of-control woman injures five, including two, TSA at Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. A woman allegedly attacked three Transportation Security Administration officers at Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport Tuesday. The 19-year-old woman 19. going through the screening process at Checkpoint D in Terminal 4 of the airport when the alleged assault took place just before 6 a.m. Now, remember, she is entitled She's 19. Three officers were hurt in the scuffle, and the checkpoint was temporarily closed. Phoenix police responded to the scene, arrested the woman. Not clear what sparked the altercation. (laughs) Two of the TSA officers were hospitalized. Oh, my. As a result of the incident, and have since been released. Man, she must have really cut loose. Man. So, again, that's just at the airport. Dang. I don't know. Try to keep a good attitude. You know, I... And again, you know, you're going to run into certain people. You just got to, you know, especially if you're on vacation, just let go. Even if I'm bumped on vacation, I'm figuring they'd give me a voucher and I'm going to get, you know, and I can fly again sometime. You know, that's my, you know, bump me all you want. I don't care. (laughs) Well, because of uh, the way things have been with the coronavirus pandemic, it's impacted the wedding industry, resulting in a nosedive in the sales of engagement rings. To get back to pre-pandemic levels, engagement ring sales for Signet Jewelers, for which include Zales, Jared, K, and Diamond Direct, would need to increase by 25% by 2026. Hmm. And it's just not engagement rings taking a hit, resulting in brides moving away from traditional weddings and dresses. Last week, David's bridal filed for bankruptcy. Oh, no. Resulting in more than 9,000 jobs being lost nationwide. Data collected from the CDC earlier this year noted that weddings weren't yet back to pre-pandemic levels as fewer couples are deciding to tie the knot. In the U.S., marriage rates were already in decline since the early 80s. You get any on the books this year, a wedding? No. No. Because you've had some, you know. So, nothing so far from that. Nope. He'll take care of you. <laughs> He's got a nice suit. I do. It's the only time. <laughs> Especially if you get married the, in the heat of the summer. Yes. He'd love to wear it. Please do. <laughs> this uh, involving a South Jersey Little League organization, they set a new rule to cut down on spectators in the stands screaming and arguing with umpires. If you've ever been to like a Little League game, it's it, it can get nasty. Right. It really does. Right. This uh, Little League uh, officials have implemented the rule after years of unruly parents going crazy whenever they disagree with a call. The new policy would find complainers slapped with a penalty or face being banned 
permanently banned from games. Mm. The Little League's president said that the verbal assaults have gotten so bad that several volunteer umpires don't even want to do it anymore. Right. So the township just south of Delaware River from Philadelphia set in place a new rule. Requires an argumentative spectator to volunteer to be an umpire for three games. To be allowed back on the sidelines as a spectator. you got to do three games of umping. You think they're so bad, you do it. Okay? Wow. <laughs> Main purpose is not for them to be able to call a baseball game, but for them to see what's going on out there. It's not that easy. Sure. And again, it's kids. Little League is 9 to 12. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you can go younger than that, and then you can go above that, your Babe Ruth or whatever, you know, and it's just unreal. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good rule. You want to gripe? <laughs> Go out there and call three games. That's what I, you know, people that complain about us. Yeah. That's usually my response. Hey, the door is open, man. You want to come in, <laughs> Matt. sit down, and not sound like an idiot, you are more than welcome. <laughs> oh, Matthew. The door is open. <laughs> there's a line formed. Nope. There's people. There's, there's never, no one's ever taken me up on it. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> I you know, I used to coach years ago. Yeah. Okay. And uh, last team I was affiliated with were called uh, Pony League. They were thirteen to seventeen. Okay. So they were the age group where you, you know you're at the level where you steal bases and you can do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had a girl, you know, because back in the day, this was many years ago. Right. They didn't have a, at where I was coaching a, a softball program. Sure. So she played baseball and mm-hmm. and she was pretty good. Yeah. Unfortunately, her father always had lip. He was lippy. Lip, 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 lip. And I called a timeout. Now, I was only 20, 21. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And I went out yeah. there, and I stood right in front of everybody at the fence Yeah. and got him. I said, hey, you know, you need to knock it off. You're embarrassing your daughter. Just shut up. And everybody clapped. You know, but it's just shut up. Okay. Right. It, you know, and it worked. Yeah. And um, I just. Everyone clapped. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, it's like, because they all wanted to, you know. Yeah, they're thinking the same thing. It's like, just shut up. But, uh, you know, that was a, I had fun doing that. Did he leave you alone? Did he have, oh, yeah. did yeah. he have words with no, you? No, that was it. Because yeah. yeah, it was all over. Yeah. I think he was coming to the games crocked. You know, is that it? which isn't good. Yeah. You know, this, uh, you know, a lot of people like Wendy's chili. Yes. They're, uh, draws in millions of customers. So fans are now excited to hear that Wendy's will now sell its chili in cans at grocery stores. Wow. But <laughs> a can will cost more than double that of a small portion in the Wendy's restaurant. Which costs two oh nine, while a large portion is priced at two seventy nine. They'll be distributed in the chili sections of grocery stores and mass retailers. So if you like it, there you go. Nice. They've decided that they will do it. Do you like chili? I do. Yeah. Now your chili, okay, because you you also like white chili. Yeah. You've had that. Yeah. I've never had white chili. It's so good. It's so good. You have it. And you're like, why don't I have this more often? It's yeah. so amazing. Okay. But you know, a lot of people say, well, it's, you know, it's not chili if it's got beans in it. It's not chili if it, you know. I don't, yeah, I've always had there's beans. There's so many, and they, yeah. there's so many hills that people die on with chili. It's like, 
it has to have beans. Yeah. If it has beans, it's not chili. It's yeah. for something else. It has to have macaroni. Right. If it doesn't have macaroni, oh, that's not chili. Yeah. And I don't like it with macaroni. And if it's not, you know, scorch your face off hot, then it's, yeah. you know. Right. And I don't like real hot stuff. But, you know, my mom always made it. And, you know, I, I was a accustomed to hers and that's the way i like it i went to a meeting once and this dude brought some chili and it was phenomenal well, it i mean was it was so good huh? to get that recipe it was amazing <laughs> now what's white chili is that chicken uh can be yeah yeah well, typically is it how's it come out white matt use a different base okay rather than tomatoes usually it's more cream hmm. i've just never had it so Perhaps someday I'll, I'll try to indulge. It's good. It's really good. Finally, Dr. Mike Dilks, a renowned sleep expert and surgeon, says your bedroom should be stark and bare if you want to significantly improve your sleep. So basically, it's just a, like a crate. You're going into a crate like your dog. Okay. <laughs> the specialist who treats snoring and sleep apnea... Mm. Also said the bedroom should be used exclusively for sleeping and to remove unnecessary distractions. So no TV, no nothing. He said if you go to bed in a room with TVs and coffee machines and other distractions. Who's got, got a coffee, coffee machine in their bedroom? <laughs> Make a frappe. No, I've seen like I've seen house tours of super fancy Really? Yeah, where they have like a coffee bar. But usually these are bedroom suites where it's, you know. Yeah. Now I can see it in a hotel room. Yeah, or, obviously. You know, but uh, I don't know. You know, maybe. I don't people... think the typical person has a coffee machine. <laughs> I'm just envisioning a Mr. Right. Coffee. <laughs> Get up, flip the light on, turn the coffee pot on, put your socks on. And maybe it is more convenient. Maybe. You know. So he says. <laughs> Those kinds of distractions, then uh, you just don't sleep well. If your bedroom is uh, stark and bare and just uh, has a bed, then you'll do better. So <laughs> get rid of all of it. Okay. <laughs> you just like walking into a crate. <laughs> you turn around three times? <laughs> like a bird. You're just putting a blanket over. Yeah, you know, there you go. There you go. You're out. Out like a... Out like a stone. A so there you go. Coffee machine. Who? <laughs> I, uh, is anybody out there? Do you have a coffee machine in your bedroom? <laughs> we would love to it's, hear from you if you have a coffee machine in your bedroom. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. Some tidbits that'll wrap up the week. Uh, actually, it's only Thursday. Yeah, it's only Thursday. I was hoping got. it was Friday. It's not. We got one more day. Oh, got it. So anyway, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. All right, see you, buddy. All right. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.